Thank you. Well, we're going to go back into Genesis chapter 41, go back into the life of Joseph there. And Joseph has been appointed to be king. I mean king. He's been appointed to be the, the leader during this situation. Um, and he's interpreted the dream. And so we're going to go into the preparations, all the work that takes place uh, for this to, to happen. Uh, for God to provide uh, an answer for this, there has to be a solution, and the solution sometimes is work. And uh, so this is what this is what's going to happen: is uh, all the preparation that takes place. Uh, Joseph, understanding God, given him the understanding of the dream, so God puts him in place to prepare. And so we're going to talk about uh, some uh, six things tonight on how God helps or how Joseph prepares uh, for this famine. There was a famine coming in the land and he needed God's preparation. He needed to prepare for it. And there were seven years where they weren't going to have good food. So a uh, good supply of famine. All right. So let's look at Genesis chapter number 41 and uh, let's read verses number 46 through 52 or 50, uh, 49. And uh, the Bible says, And Joseph uh, was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out of the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the, of the seven years, which were in the land, in all in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities and the the food of the the food of the field which was round about every city laid he up in the same and Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering uh, for it was without number so so here we are this is the explanation of the 7 years this is all the, all the scripture talks about for the seven years of good, the seven good plenty years. We're going to talk about some, some six different things in, in these three different verses. Number one, we see the service in the preparation. In verse number 46, the Bible says, And when Joseph was 30 years old, when, uh, when he stood before the king, a lot of times when that was taking place, he was serving uh, the king. He come in and he was immediately began to serve. He had been made ruler earlier in this chapter, and now he's standing before Pharaoh and he's serving the Pharaoh. And so as we look at this, as we look at this tonight, you'll see Joseph being proactive. You'll see Joseph preparing for all of this to take place. But the first thing that he does is he stands before the king. And he begins to serve the king. His service was started when he stood before the king, much like a Christian. Your service doesn't start until you stand before the king. Who's the king? King Jesus. The, when you stand before Christ and, and you accept him, and no, literally you don't stand before him, understand that. But when you come uh, and you accept Christ as your personal savior, you have an op basically you're standing before Christ, accepting him as your savior and him being your Lord, then you can serve. And so here he is, he's standing before the king and now he can serve. He stood before the king. So we see the service in the preparation. Number two, we see the wisdom in the preparation. Look in that same verse in verse number 46. Joseph stood before the king of Egypt and verse number in that same verse, the next two, next three, four words, and Joseph what? Went out. 
What did he do? The wisdom in his preparation was that he immediately got to work. He, his wisdom was that he was going to prepare for what was to come. And verse number 53 is the beginning of the famine, is the beginning of the seven years that were terrible. But the seven years that were good, he had to have wisdom to understand where to go, how to put up, and, and, what, and what to put up. Now look, and, and as we see this, in Amos chapter 4 and verse number 12, he says, uh, Therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do uh, this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God. Did, what is, you say, what does that have to do with this text? You have to have wisdom in understanding to prepare. Joseph needed wisdom to prepare for the next seven years, or basically the next 14 years. How was he going to take what he had and make it last 14 years? How can I take, and the wisdom in this is this, one day I will meet God. How will I prepare for it today? That's the wisdom in which we need to live today, is that, hey, I don't know when it's going to take place. I have no idea when I'll take my last breath. But when I take my last breath, my work is done. It's finished. Um, I can't do any more. I, uh, I can't accomplish something that I, uh, tomorrow because, for, for instance, I wouldn't be here. And so the wisdom is to prepare now. Don't wait till no tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Prepare now because you don't know when it will happen. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Don't put it away till tomorrow. And I think that truly is a good statement about salvation. But I think there's more to it than just salvation. Because what am I putting up towards the eternity? What am I putting up towards uh, heaven? Uh, Bible says, Lay not for thyselves uh, uh, in heaven things that rust and corrupt and, and, and get dusty. Don't, don't lay up those treasures because treasures uh, on this, I'm sorry, on this earth, if I lay up treasures that rust and dust and, and all this kind of stuff on the earth, they don't do me any good. Making, make, as they stay here. Making sure, I've had, making sure I have all the, the most money in the world is not going to help me when I'm gone. It might help somebody else when I leave, but it's not going to help anybody it's not going to help me when I'm gone. You know, and I, and I think that God has given us wisdom and understanding that, yes, we need to, uh, we need to live for today, but we, don't, uh, but we need to prepare for tomorrow, if that makes sense at all. But then that's what God did, and that's what Joseph did. He prepared for the next seven years, or for the next 14 years on day one. When he stood before the king, he went out and got busy. And he had wisdom in knowing what to do. And as a Christian, we need to have wisdom in saying, look, look, I may not have tomorrow, so I need to live my fullest to today. I need to live to the fullest today. I heard an illustration, of probably the most um, convicting illustrations I've ever heard. Uh, how many seconds are in a day? 84,000, is that what it is? Something like that? I think that's right. If you were... Uh, Get, hey, can you figure that out for me just for a second? Can you do that? Hurry, hurry, hurry. There's so many seconds in a day. And can you imagine if, for instance, if you were given 
that, you were given that every single day of your life. You were given 86,000. 86,400 seconds a day. Can you imagine if you were given $86,400 a day, what would you do with it? And you couldn't roll it over to tomorrow and everything that was left over was gone. What would you do with the money that you were given $86,400? You'd make sure that it was spent all the way down to zero because you couldn't take any of it to tomorrow. You could spend it on something for tomorrow, but you couldn't save it for tomorrow. What is that? You say, what do you mean by that? Your time. You can't save time from today for tomorrow. You can't take what time you didn't spend with God. Well, I'll spend a little extra tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. This is the time that God has given you today. And today is the only day that you have. And we need to use wisdom in preparing for the future. And I'm talking about service to God. When the wisdom, preparing things for, for tomorrow, eternity, wisdom using that. Have something to say? Any, any thoughts? Amen. Amen. Well, you know that, uh, in that, uh, in Amos, the sixth four, that verse right before. Yes. The very, the very last of it, be prepared to meet God. Yes. Be God, that's right. That's right. Give an account. And there, that's right. That's and right. We're going to be tried for a works and everything for God. That's right. That's right. So that's what we need to prepare for. And the moment you close your eyes, it's over. You can't gain more. You can't to go back and say, hold on just a second, I didn't do this. Or hold on just a second, I need to go to that. If you remember correctly, um, in the New Testament, Jesus tells a story of what took place in the Old Testament. Uh, before, he, before he was on the earth, there was a rich man, there was Lazarus, and they both died. And the moment, it doesn't say anything about Lazarus. It doesn't say, it doesn't tell us what happened with Lazarus once he died. The whole Bible says that he was carried into Abraham's bosom, Okay. And then the, the rich man died, and the moment he got to hell, he had regrets. The moment, you say, how do you know that he had regrets? Because the first thing that he asked, uh, asked Abraham, he said, hey, can you go to my brothers? The first regret he had was not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the moment he closed his eyes, he could not change that. And the moment you close your eyes in death, you can't change what you did yesterday. You can't change what you did not do yesterday. All you can change right now. There is not. You need to live like there is tomorrow. As far as living for God, give if today. Now, now I've always heard this. Uh, I when when uh, when preparing. I think my dad told me this, and, and and he was taught this. But as you preach, you need to preach as if it's your last sermon you'll ever preach, because you have no idea what the next day may be. I may never get to preach again, so I need to make sure that I lay it all on the line for the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't know. And that's how we should live our lives. I ought to give everything I have for today because I don't know if I'll have a chance to talk to my cousin or talk to my aunt tomorrow about Christ. Wisdom in preparation. And he used his wisdom for God. Service, wisdom, and number three, quickness. He went out. He went out from the presence of Pharaoh and what? Verse 46, and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Can you imagine? You're sitting there, you're talking to Pharaoh and you're like, all right, I'll see you later. And he takes off to his chariot and gets on. And he goes throughout the whole land of Egypt. There wasn't one part of Egypt that he didn't go to because he said all the land of Egypt. 
He went with quickness. He went with speed. He wanted to get it done today. Uh, you know, I've heard people, uh, procrastinators are some of the worst. Uh, put off tomorrow what I can do today, you know. Uh, they, they, they're not ready for that. But Joseph wasn't like that. Joseph said, I get it done right now. Right now. He got it done that moment and began to work on day one. Because he knew at the end of the seven years, had he not worked for those uh, those whole seven years, uh, it would have come for those seven years of bad, he would not have been prepared. And <clears throat> just like us, there are, there are times that we put off things that ought to be done, but we don't do them when they ought to be done. And so when we go to do them, we don't have the time to do them because we didn't do them when we should have done them because we ran out of time because we didn't prepare like we ought to. Yes, sir. Brother Trent, do you suppose that if Joseph wouldn't start it right away, because he, he went to work right away. Yes. If he would have done that, if he procrastinated a week or so, it would have been able to live for seven years or so. Back. I, I believe. Because they run out of uh, supplies. Yes. So he got on God immediately. That's right. That's right. That's right. Do what you need to do now. Don't tomorrow. put it off till tomorrow. Yes. Well, I'll mow the, the grass tomorrow. I'll pick up that tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. Well, I'll do that tomorrow. And tomorrow is yesterday's. What tomorrow is, I'm sorry, I'm going to mess that statement up. I don't even know. Today is yesterday's tomorrow. You're going to show off stuff. Yes. Always. So don't put off tomorrow. Get to work quick. Don't, uh, well, I'll talk to them later. I'll, I'll uh, tell them about God later. Don't do that. Don't do that. Quickness, the service, the wisdom, the quickness. And then number four, the sweating. You say the sweating? Yes. Verse number 45. Uh, Joseph, uh, I'm going to just highlight the words that are in, the, in these verses. Uh, verse number 45, he went all over the land of Egypt. Verse number 46, he went out. Verse number 46, he threw out all the land of Egypt. Verse number 47, he brought forth handfuls. Verse number 48, he gathered up. Verse number 48, he laid, laid he up. And verse number 49, he gathered corn. What did he do? He, he was sweating while all this was going on. I mean, he was not lazy in the least bit. So when he left Pharaoh, he went to work. And he went down to the land, all throughout the land of Egypt, and he began to tell them what he was going to do and how he was going to accomplish that. He said, These, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to accomplish that. So you guys keep producing, and I'll grab some, and I'm going to, I'm going to set up storehouses here and storehouses here, and then we're going to pile corn into those things for the next seven years, and then when the seven years of famine come, we'll be ready, but it's going to take work to get to that place. And just as a Christian, there are times when we need to work and work and work to get things done because you have no idea when a famine's coming. You have no idea when a famine's coming. Not only that, but we have no idea when the day is that we'll meet the Lord. And as a church, can we say that we've done all that we can? 
if someone dies and goes to hell. And we've done all that we can. We've knocked as many doors as we can. We've passed out as many tracts as we can. We've told as many people as we can. When uh, I don't know when their time is to meet the Lord. You pick up the, the, the Sunday paper or the a daily paper. There's obituary after obituary after obituary. You can get online and look at obituary. There's hundreds of thousands of people that die on a daily basis. And have we done our job? Have we talked to them? Have we, tri- have we talked to them about Christ? This is what Joseph was about. He said, I've got to get it done. And there may be some sweating that gets involved with it. Work for the Lord. <clears throat> There's a little song that says, I'll work till Jesus comes. I'll work till Jesus comes. I'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. We need to work for the Lord. But you know what that takes? Sweat. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little bit of sweat to work for the Lord. Um, there are things that don't involve sweat, but there are things that do. What are you doing for the Lord? All right. Any thoughts? Get off your can and go. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you can't get anything done if you're sitting down. As not well, you can, but just not as much. Just not as much. All right. Number five. The organization. The organizing. The organizing that took place in this. Uh, verse number 48. <clears throat> and he gathered up all the foods of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities and the food of the field which was round about what city? Yeah. Every city. So he went around to every city in Egypt. Now, can't, I, I mean, I don't know at this time how many cities there were in Egypt, but just for an instance, go to... Uh, Let's go to Texas, and uh, your job is to prepare for the next seven years of good and then next seven years of bad. How long would it take you to go to every city and prepare them to, you build them something to put the corn in, and the organization in which it took for them to prepare, every single city had a place to store corn. Every single city had a storehouse. Every single city was set up to prosper. Every single city was set up to store back. Every city was. And so when you get to the to the seven years of famine, they didn't all have to come to one place. They could go to every city or every city had their own supply. Now, how big was Egypt? How many cities were in Egypt? I don't know. Well, the Bible says, and also it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. You know, there are things that we ought to do, and we ought to do it with organization. I'm not always the best at organization, but I do know this, that if you don't have the organization right, sometimes it'll just fall to pieces. And we've, we've done... We've done uh, skits and things like that in the past. If you don't have everything done, everybody practiced everything in the right place, it'll fall to pieces. We've tried, um, even as, as a manager of a grocery store, assistant manager at a grocery store, if you don't have your organization, those underneath of you working on the same page and going the same direction, then it'll fall to pieces. 
Much like a church, if we're not all working for the same goal or the same thing, our church fall to pieces if we're not all headed in the same direction, going after the same thing and same goal. Um, this is our organization. We've got to be organized about going. Uh, every city, every city, there was a system and they systematically did it. Um, and because of these things that took place, and this is the last thing we're done. Um, all these preparations that took place, the service, the wisdom, the quickness, the sweating, the organizing, and lastly, it caused an abundance. It caused an abundance of what he needed. In verse number 34, chapter 41, Joseph tells him how to save. He says, let Pharaoh do this. He was just telling him how to prepare. Let him appoint officers over the land and take up a what? A fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. So what did he take? Joseph went to every city and told them to take one-fifth of what you bring in and put in this little storehouse. And that one-fifth from every city, from every cornfield, from every place will be enough to last for the seven years. Now, verse number 49. Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. What does that mean? What does it mean that he left out numbering he, until he left numbering? You know what happened? He quit counting. There was so much corn. There were so much in the, in, the, in the storehouses, there was so much stored up. There was so much. He just had to quit counting because God had blessed so much. See what happens when you work and you organize and you plan and you have wisdom and you work hard and you have service and you work at, with quickness. God blesses it with an abundance so much. And the reason he was able to last for the seven years of famine to help feed Egypt, and not only to help feed Egypt, but he helped Israel too. How did that take place? Countries all over the world were coming to Egypt because they had an abundance preparation. Because he planned, because he organized, because he worked. And because he followed the wisdom of God, that's how Joseph did it. And I'm going to tell you, that's how we're going to do it. That's how, uh, that's how you and I are going to do it. There's no other way. We're not going to do it outside of God. We're not going to do it outside of organizing. We're not going to do it outside of, of working hard. We're not going to do it outside of the wisdom of God. We're not going to do it outside of the service of God. We're not going to do it. But God has a plan. And we, can't do it and we can't do it without God. And Joseph would have never been able to plan for those seven years and, and to prepare and have enough and have abundance had he not given his, his, his seven good years of, of plenty, seven good years of a fifth to prepare for the seven bad years. So as we look at this and as we're coming to a finish, you and I must work like that, so God blesses us with an abundance. I want to be blessed with abundance, 
But, and, and so do you, but sometimes we're not willing to sweat and we're not willing to organize and we're not willing to use God's wisdom and we're not willing to get, be quick about it. We're not willing to be in God's service. The problem is, is those things and we're not willing to do them. And as a church, as individuals, we have to be willing to do that. So God blesses us abundantly. What is the abundance? What is the extra? As I said before, and we'll read about it and we'll go over it, but um, in the next couple of weeks, but the next seven years are famine years. But he organized and he planned and he prepared for those seven years. And he was able, he was able to feed a bunch of extra people that he shouldn't have been able to prepare for. That, on, that he didn't prepare for. He prepared for Egypt. He didn't prepare for any other country. He prepared for Egypt. And because he prepared for Egypt, he had enough. He had an abundance. He had way more than he could, way more. Uh, so much that he, uh, he didn't even need to number it no more. Or he ran out of numbers. <laughs> what happens when you follow God? What happens when you work hard? and follow and organize and do right. God blesses abundantly. All right. Well, I think we're about to close. Do you have any thoughts? Miss yeah. Stacy, you have any thoughts? All right. Anybody else? No. Anybody else have any thoughts? Follow the Lord. Prepare, prepare, prepare. To meet thy God. I have no idea what will happen tomorrow. I need to prepare. I need to, uh, to prepare people that I talk to about meeting God. Because I don't know what tomorrow will hold. Let us pray. Let's, uh, let's take some time with God tonight. And maybe there's someone on your heart that God has placed on there that you need to prepare for. You need to ask them. I pray that God would work on their heart. Maybe you have asked them but pray that God will work on their heart. All right. Let us pray together tonight. Lord, I love you. And again, I, I thank you for letting us join together tonight, but I pray that you will bless us as we go about our way. Lord, I pray that you give us safety as we travel home. Lord, I also pray for those that are listening. I pray that you'd help encourage them and strengthen them in the Lord. I pray, dear Lord, that, that uh, each and every one of us, if there's someone on our mind or someone on our heart, that we would we would uh, pray for them, that we would talk to them, that we'd tell them about the Lord. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening tonight. We look forward to seeing you Sunday morning at, le at 10 o'clock. We'll have Sunday school. 11 o'clock, we'll have a drive-in service, and we'll also have live. And so you can tune in there and watch and listen. And uh, also pray that God will hold back the rain. Uh, there is rain in the forecast. So... Uh, so please uh, make sure that you pray for us. Pray that God will hold it back. God bless you guys.